the hippies, you know, with the long dreadlocks and the guitar, the people that haven't showered in like a two weeks or something, you know, this the stereotype, which yeah. is not. In this episode, we will talk about the love for traveling, interning in Mexico, and deciding to hitchhike from Baja, Mexico to San Diego, California. We'll dive right into Vivi Wilde's courageous story, how she trusts herself and her awareness of accomplishing her hitchhiking goals and also feeling confident in her decisions in order to broaden her world. Be sure to listen in for all the details. Hello, my wonderful beasties. It's Tina, your host. Welcome to the Courageous Inner Beast, the place where you get charged up with courage by calling in your inner beast. Today, we have Vivi Wilds. Hi, Vivi. It's nice Hi. having you joining us. Hi, Tina. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you. So, what is your one creative story that you would like to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. So I was doing an internship in Mexico City. I was studying there for university and it was one of the top universities in, in Mexico and in the world. It was really, really high class, really high level, really super completely different from what I was used to in Germany. And it was asking a lot for me. And I noticed, you know, independent woman here I try to do everything by myself <laughs> I want to be able to do everything and at the same time I try to build up a business and also again trying to do everything by myself figuring out all the tech everything the copy the videos everything by myself and it was a lot so I took a moment and I said hold on I need to figure out how to be able to ask people for help so I chose to leave my comfort zone within my comfort zone of travel. Travel is my comfort zone. I've traveled to over 70 countries. It's what I've been doing for pretty much all of my life. And I decided to hitchhike from Baja California, Los Cabos. So that's the peninsula of Mexico, all the way up to San Diego in the USA. Now, when I shared this beautiful idea with my, my friends, they all told me, you can't do that that is dangerous, you know, the stereotypes of Mexico is there's drugs, it's dangerous, you might get kidnapped, abducted, whatsoever, you might get shot by a drug lord, whatsoever, you can't do it, it's not safe. And I was like, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I really need to learn to ask people for help because I'm struggling. And if I keep going like that, I'm not gonna go anywhere, right? Like I'm gonna burn myself out, I'm not gonna be happy. So I said, this is the way, because I didn't know any other way how to learn it. Mm -hmm. So I flew over there. I started hitchhiking and couch surfing. So I was really, really integrating the asking people for help and standing on the side of the road with my thumb up. Just the ghetto, like the old, like, how we used to do, like, oh, everyone, I need help right now. <laughs> exactly. You know, that vulnerability. And I really noticed it. I'm like, I can't even look at the people because I'm so embarrassed to just stand there and say, hi, please, someone help me. You know, that like damsel in distress kind of vibe. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need a person. <laughs> I can do it by myself. I can walk. I can take the bus. No, no, you have to do this. So I, I went through with it. It was a 10-day journey and it was absolutely incredible. I have to say, I still don't fully enjoy the feeling of standing by the road and hitchhiking. <laughs> Wait, so what did you, I'm curious of, like, I know you said you started from the peninsula of Mexico to all the way to San Diego. Like, yeah. what made that decision to 
do hitchhiking, couch surfing, but not necessarily like taking the bus, um, another transportation or fly, you know, just fly one, like one hour. Like what made that decision? So it was really that asking for help. Mm. And I have, I was in New Zealand a few years prior and I know a lot of people um, hitchhike there. So I had a little bit of experience with it, but never very like I was never really comfortable with it you know I was never like I'm just gonna stand by the street and wait for someone to give me a ride you know like I'm not oh, expecting you yourself <laughs> yes it was that push of like I need to do this to get comfortable to ask strangers for help because I have no problem with helping strangers I'm the mm -hmm. first person to drop everything to help people <laughs> yes. right <laughs> so what did so you know, you so you got out of your comfort zone, you push yourself to like, okay, this is like this is not what I normally do, but I want to keep pushing myself to get more comfortable with it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. what do you look out for? You know, like people like you said earlier in the beginning, like it's dangerous, it's someone you could hurt, blah blah. So what do you look out for when you're hitchhiking and someone drives over it and like I can give you a ride? What do you look out for? that inner feeling like that gut mm -hmm. feeling of like first of all I'm very or you have to be very confident right if you make yourself look let's say quote-unquote weak or vulnerable or scared you're much more likely to attract like sketchy situations mm -hmm. but if you're confident if you like know where you're going if you're like hey I'm trying to go up the road can you take me as far as wherever you're going then people are generally very nice. And the funny thing is when people took me, most of them said, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to do this. What are you doing? It's not safe. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you just took me. Like, how do you know? How do you know it's safe for you to take me? <laughs> mm -hmm. That is true. Because you could also be a very dangerous person too on their side. But then yeah. they said, yeah, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so. so it's really that confidence and that inner feeling and then also knowing, I know because of my previous travel experiences, if I put myself into a situation, I trust myself that I can figure it out. I trust myself that I can solve it, that I can find a way out without getting hurt. Mm. Yeah, that's like, I want to do that too. I was like, <laughs> ah, maybe just doing it. I just want to do it. <laughs> Wait, so I know, so I know this is like, this is not that this is like the second time you did. So I'm curious though. How how was it? Like, what made that decision the first time to do it, too? So the first time, you mean the first time hitchhiking? Yes, like hitchhiking. It was more like a necessity where we were in New Zealand. We lived in a little town and we, there was no bus to go to the supermarket. And it was too far for us to walk. So... There was, I don't think there was Uber out there yet, or at least it wasn't in New Zealand. So we kind of had to, like, it was a necessity. It's like either you go eat in a restaurant every day, which is super expensive in New Zealand, especially if you're trying to travel on a budget, or you actually have to ask someone to give you a ride. And because it's so common there, it's not really a problem. Like, people are very used to just stopping for you and just taking you. Oh, okay but then like in Mexico it's like oh what are you doing 
Yes. <laughs> it's like more like the typical picture that you can think when you think about hitchhikers, more like the hippies, you know, with the long dreadlocks and the guitar, the people that haven't showered in like a two weeks or something, you know, there's the stereotype, which yeah. is not necessarily true. But when people think about hitchhikers, that's usually what comes up, right? They bring yeah. their drums and the guitar and they just... <laughs> They're going la di da day and like, you know, it's life is life. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I, I'm not that kind of person. Um, I enjoy traveling in any kinds of ways, but it was really that like, okay, no, I have to push myself to to learn something here. Yeah. And after you did that, like what happened after? Yeah. Yes. I really integrated that it's safe to ask other people for help. It's okay to ask other people for help. And I really learned that a lot of times it's even faster asking people for help than just doing everything by my own. And that was a huge shift also in business where, for example, with tech, I always tried figuring it out myself. I'm like, I can do this. Researching for hours, how to solve that tiny problem. And now I'm like, no, let me, there's a support chat. Let me just ask. And within 10 minutes, the problem is solved. Mm-hmm. oh yeah it's true always <laughs> I know like you like you waste like not waste but like putting so many hours into figuring out yourself like you're a strong independent woman now yeah. as always and then you're like okay those hours could have been totally decreased deducted if I just asked someone okay 10 minutes google exactly. then I was like just ask someone 10 minutes done then yeah. you can move on to your next task task or your business or whatever it is that you're doing yeah, or enjoying your time and reading a book. Like you just told me you went camping and you enjoyed reading a book. You know, I'm like, if we do everything ourselves, sometimes there's no time to really do the things that we really enjoy doing. Yeah. And how does that kind of play into like money too? I was curious if like you're asking, I mean, that's, like, I'm assuming there's a lot of the, the the support that you went through probably like is free or it's like volunteer, I'm assuming. Um, do you mean for the hitchhiking? Oh, no, just like asking, like, just like for example, your oh, business, right? It's oh. like asking support. And, uh... <laughs> so a lot of them, a lot of them is like, if it's like a tech thing, it's like integrated with whatever the service that they're already providing. Ah. And then also, for example, for my podcast, it took me a while to find like an editor and actually give someone, you know, like my episodes, my babies <laughs> to someone else and trust that they will do a good job and actually be like, okay, you know, you can do this. I can trust you with this and hand it off. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, yes, there's money involved, obviously, but then, yes. you know, you're actually gaining something in return to like, okay, no, now I have more time to do what I want. Now I have more time to bring pleasure to myself, to really yeah. enjoy my life. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense of just handing off. Like you said, it gains you like pleasure. Like for me, like I'm able to read. I was able to like go camping and read a little bit and just enjoy my life. Is is our someone else is doing it, or I need just more time for me and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And And as as a society, you know, like we pride ourselves in the struggle i'm like i worked so much i worked so hard i did all this when really like what do we gain from that 
Like, what about like, oh my God, that was so easy to for me. Or I asked someone for help and they helped me. And then I had all this time to really enjoy my life, to do whatever I wanted. If it's reading, traveling, you know, spending time with your kids, whatever, whatever you enjoy doing. Yeah. No, that, no, that is definitely true because you gain, like life is like, life is not about feeling stressed, feeling the hustle and bustling all the time. And I mean, this is a sheer reminder of like, yeah, I don't have to work all the time. Like I can ask someone else to do it, delegate it to someone else for now because I want to enjoy my life. Because yeah. we do, we only do live one life to, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. And at the end of life, like you're not going to remember the countless hours. You're like, I have to vacuum my house three more times to make sure there's no dust left, you know? I mean, like... Did I really like fold the laundry properly or did all the things I needed to do that everything is perfect in the house? Like, really? Like, is that what you're going to remember? Or is it the moments in between where you took the time to read the book, where you went to the national park and you really enjoyed the nature, which I know you love to, where you went out and traveled and you really experienced life, you know, like, what are you going to remember and then integrate more of these experiences? Yeah, I definitely... And yeah, integrating things that you love and integrating life as it is. Like you, won't, like you said, like you won't, I won't remember how many times I vacuumed, how many times I like like washed the dishes or the way I... This is a quick reminder for me. Like, thank you, Vivi, for that. <laughs> because I do have a tendency to like, I have to fold my laundry a certain way. Yeah, I fold it, but if it's not neat, it's okay to put it away as long as, you know it doesn't take up so much space mental space of like yeah oh, I didn't do it the right way I'm supposed to do it oh this person's supposed to do it this way you know life is not about trivial things all the time so Absolutely. yeah <laughs> so true it's so true yeah and um just going back to <laughs> your trip in Mexico like how was it with um did you also meet friends too along the way of like when you're like just the whole experience did you also make friends too yes absolutely so on that particular trip I was couch surfing so I was mm -hmm. staying with locals some of them were expats and I really had incredible experiences so one person invited more couch surfers and we went to a beach and we were camping and it was like a magical experience he took his dog there was pitch dark night so we could see all the stars the ocean was like really close so we could hear it was just magical and then the people I met along the road were really interesting like I was taken by this truck driver who <laughs> was the cutest person ever and he shared with me all of his stories of truck driving and the struggles and the challenges and then he bought me a coke and I'm like oh my god I'm, like I'm not even asking you for anything you know like that's so cute and we really had an amazing time together. And it's just these little moments that you share. And then the lessons that you take away from the experience and you're able to share with your friends they had in Mexico City, it was really impactful because a lot of Mexicans were even like, you can do that? And now it opened them up a little bit more to like, huh, maybe I can do that. Well, she did it. So clearly it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, and just like putting that experience, especially for women, it's like you can do it. And like you said earlier, it's like just based on instincts, like 
you you know yourself you know what to do and then also like your confidence too yeah like if you're confident you know what you're gonna get into if someone stops and like hmm yay or yay or nay and then you say yeah. oh, thank you and then you move on if not cool and then you meet the person like a truck driver like you said i even gave you a coat and it's just oh, so sweet you know it's so sweet that he did that you know like yeah it's so i agree what you said on that too just like it opens up for people in mexico too i can do that now because she did it now yeah. i was like and then that's and that's just for women too but maybe men too they're like I mean, nowadays, people don't really do hitchhiking as much as they did back then. But, I mean, it's still here. And if you know yourself, do it. And, so, and do, you still talk to, do you still talk to people nowadays, too? Those that you, the people you met? I talk to people, to some of them I follow on Facebook. Ooh. So because of the pandemic, and obviously I haven't traveled as much as I would have wanted to in the last three years not yeah. as much but some of my friends from Mexico from that whole year that I stayed there I'm still in contact with them and I love them dearly and they're such incredible people and that comes again with like when you go stay in a country for an extended period of time the experiences that you're able to make are much deeper than if you just go as a traveler and you just check off the top 10 touristy places right yeah so you, like you so you immerse yourself pretty much yes you said you, you were there for a year? Yeah. Ooh. Like Mexico City for a year. Wow. That's so cool. I want to do that too. <laughs> Maybe Is you're it? inspiring me to yeah. be somewhere for a whole year. Yeah. And Mexico City, I chose it because it was just part of a partner university of my university back in Germany. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really like, oh, I'm going to go there. But it turned out to be such an incredible experience. It's one of the biggest cities in the world i think land wise it's the biggest it has so many museums that you could go to a different museums every single day for a year and not see all of them like yes like there's so much to see it's really pretty cheap food is amazing people are so kind like the people i've met there just the best people there's so much culture you can travel in so many different places all around and day trips or weekend trips for a year and you're not gonna see everything like it's so culturally diverse it's so incredible like it's so beautiful like I definitely recommend it oh man I really I've been I've been wanting to go to Mexico City for a while I mean I live really close I live really close and so oh this is your sign I know this is totally my sign like so if you were (laughs) this is my personal thing I'm curious what is so what are some areas that you feel like made you want to go back to it again like in Mexico City like some parts of it like what made you feel good Mm, I think it's the vibe so depending Mm. on what how you're feeling in the moment you know there's some places that are more cultural more of these like like ruins on like really deep history so if you're into that it's perfect if you're feeling more like the party or going out like the light white of like I'm just want to enjoy my life there's certain areas that are more like party or more vibey they have lots Mm -hmm. of foreigners lots of digital nomads who are hanging out in these areas so it's it's more light Mm -hmm. right and then Mm -hmm. there is areas where it's just more 
like really the hustle and bustle of the city where people are, you know, like grinding and doing their daily hard work. And it's so beautiful to witness it all. I remember one time the button of my jeans had broken off. So random. And I just wanted to buy one button. And I went into the store and they were only selling by bulk. And I didn't know that. So I met the guy there. He was also buying something. He's like, oh, you just need one button. Come with me. I have a studio. I can do it for you. And I just looked at him like, okay, let's go. So he (laughs) took me into like the back alleys somewhere like, you know, deep down where you're like, should I really go there? No, yes, you should. (laughs) Follow your instincts, trust people. Turns out to be amazing experiences. And he had a machine. He like pulled out a button. He's like, which one do you want? I'm like, I don't care. That one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Put it into machine. He put it on and we spent the rest of the day together just hanging out, you know, talking about life. Man, that is so cool. I love that. Ah. And then like you said, like it's like like you know, for people who are listening, like what Vivi is doing is she trusts her instincts. She is confident. She's a confident independent woman who knows that this could be an outsider just like, oh, this is dangerous. Why would you follow a man? Blah, 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 blah. But she trusted her instincts. She's confident. And so yeah, you could do that too if someone asked you like. Why not? You don't want to lose that experience. And so, no, I, oh my gosh, baby. It's, uh, I just, I don't even have words for this because it's just so awesome. So, it's so awesome. <laughs> even just like something so minimal, like, you know, so, so small of a yeah. person, a customer, just like, hey, I have a student, you want to go? I can just do one, you know, and just like, yeah, let's do this. You yeah. know, and also just having a conversation with him because you meet, like you said, you met so many people in your own experience. Yeah, it's just inspiring. That's yeah, very- and to anyone else, like, well, I don't know if I can trust myself at that level yet. You start small and you start building that confidence over time, yeah. right? And you start trying to listen to your instincts. We're like, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I not? And then you just learn. So don't just shut yourself off. I'm like, well, I'm not that kind of person. I don't know how to do that. No, you can learn to do that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyone can learn. Like, I think that's like you said, starting small. Do you remember what it was the first thing when you were traveling where you had to ask yourself, should I do this or should I not? <laughs> I would say I would say because I was traveling so my parents took me to Nepal when I was five years old and I was always told don't touch the animals because they may might have rabies right you, you never know like especially stray dogs but if you're five years old and you love animals it's very difficult not to touch them because they're just so cute and you just want to give the animals the love right yeah. so I remember sometimes I was looking bad at my parents I'm like are you watching or can I just touch it? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a lot of times of like, okay, I think I can touch it. <laughs> Usually rabies, like you touch the mouth, right? But then I guess you just like, just like, oh, shoulder. Okay. Yeah. Or if you get, I think it's if also if you get bit or something and it goes into your blood, I don't even really know how it works. But like mm. if you, it's more like if you get bit or if like, if it's in the saliva or something like that. Oh, wait, so as a, when you were five years old, where do you usually touch the animals? Like just their bodies? Or yeah. Like their head? <laughs> I w- yeah. I would just still go all in. Mm-hmm. Just go all in and like even hug them. And- yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I know one time I brought home a flea, one of yeah. these little things, and uh, my parents were not happy, obviously. <laughs> Like, where did I come from? <laughs> Which animal did you touch? <laughs> and then we had to catch it. Um, but it was pretty easy. So it, it just put a bowl of water with some detergent and a candle. And then they're attracted to the light. So they'll jump to it. and But then they land on the water. But because of the detergent, like they can't swim on it. And they just die and drown. And that's how we caught it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you said that there were a lot of fleas. And like when you were coming back. It was just one, actually, just no, one. <laughs> but that can be enough. <laughs> yes. And that one, what was that? So was that also during Nepal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Vivi, for just sharing so many of your stories and so many, like, inspiring moments of, you know, like, asking for help, believing yourself, like, trusting your gut, just when you're doing any of these, like getting out of your comfort zone, I think for, first and foremost is trust yourself. Trust yourself that you can hitchhike if you want. You can ask for people what you want. If people is asking you for like wanting to help you sew back a button that you did, but like that was undone. You can trust <laughs> yourself like you'll meet that person, hang out and talk with them, with them for the rest of the days, you know? And it's so wonderful and so wonderful that for you just being here with us <laughs> thank you so much tina i really appreciate you thank you and so what is your based on like all the stories what is your one takeaway for for the audience today yeah definitely if you want to do something if you want to learn something if you want to grow or expand yourself in a way make it work like find an experience for you to learn it through because that's much more impactful than just pushing you or forcing yourself to like oh no I just have to do this now if you make it a story if you make it an experience it will stick longer it will be more fun for you to learn and you'll have better memories of it and you'll be prouder of yourself because you actually know you've overcome this situation in your life and now you're a different person mm -hmm. oh I love that I love that Thank you. Thank you, Vivi. Thank you for being here. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening in and just being here with us. If you enjoyed this conversation and just want to get no know more about Vivi, please look in the description and just in the links. And also, please, please leave a review wherever you are listening and look out for new episodes every Tuesday on The Courageous Inner Beast.